but I wanted to write the songs in a way that anybody could hear it and kind of see. Hey, we've got the key and we can take you behind the green room door and we bring you one-on-one interviews with artists making the most meaningful music today. Hey there, I'm Dave Trout. Welcome. Uh, We are so excited for this episode. Um, We're going to be featuring an interview with two-time Grammy nominee and 13-time Dove Award winner, Cindy Morgan. We're actually releasing this podcast the day before Cindy's new EP comes out, Autumn and Eve. It releases everywhere on March 8th. So if you're listening after March 8th, 2019, <laughs> it's out there, it's available on, on all music platforms. But if you happen to be one of our early downloaders and listeners, thank you for doing that. That means a lot that you're a first uh, first responder and uh, also it gives you an opportunity for the final day of the pre-order march 7th is the last day for that and uh, there's some bonus material you can't get anywhere else it won't be available on spotify or anywhere so uh, we're going to tell you about that after the interview in case you're an early listener um, we also mentioned there were going to be two guests on today's show cindy morgan and Bretton cox Breton, even as of last month, had a new album scheduled to come out on March 1st, but it never came out. It, it never uh, it never released, and we, we're not sure exactly why. Um, she's actually on a missions trip overseas at the moment, so we can't even reach her to figure this out. So we decided to pull and hold on, postpone her interview until her album actually does come out. That makes more sense. We'll just be patient and wait for that. Uh, So we have a a little special treat we're going to do for you in the second half of today's podcast. Today's interview happened just a few weeks ago in Nashville in Cindy's car. So we're not taking you uh, behind the green room door today. We're taking you into Cindy's car. You'll hear the rain outside hitting the windshield, uh, which is the background ambiance. (laughs) But um, we had a great conversation. And before we dive into that, here is a sample of the opening track of Cindy's new project. Come Holy Spirit, wake this day. into the music industry um, with really a a decade-long run of, um, you know, successful music on on Christian radio. Um, And I'm sure that that there was ups and downs through that whole decade. But when you think back, what is, like, one of the better memories that stands out? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, 
I mean, the, the beginning is always exciting, you know, because um, it's just a new adventure. And so I'll give you two because they're, they're two very different kind of moments for me in those years that you're talking about. But first, I think I remember sitting uh, in a chair across from John Mays, who is, was an A&R director at Word and who is the person who ultimately signed me. But when I'd first met him and he told me about um, a book that I should read. And, uh, and he read me a piece of poetry or something. And, you know, and I came from like a small town and that wasn't really a town, you know, in East <laughs> Tennessee. But like, you know, it's, but when suddenly I had someone like feeding my like artist heart, it was so powerful mm. in my life, you know, and, and so, and just feeling like, I think most people who are like on the quirky artsy side you grew up in a small especially small southern town and you feel like you're just odd you know you're just like people are just waiting for you to get a real job you know mm-hmm. and to do something legitimate and you just kind of don't you just don't feel like people are understanding why you have this like burning passion to write songs and um anyway so I think the moment when I felt like someone understood it that was really big yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I think that, uh, so I kind of say that to really honor what John meant to me in all of the years that I mm. worked for him. And he's, of course, gone on to be just such a powerful uh, figure in Christian music, and that he's still someone who really stands behind good music and mm-hmm. like Jason Gray and, um, you know, a lot of bands who are. I think straddle the line between mm-hmm. real music and commercial music, you mm-hmm. know, and that they're, they're still doing really good music and good songs. And, and so he's been a, such an important part of that. And now the huge success that he's had with Lauren Daigle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is, which is great, you know? So, and then I think the other memory is, is, um, John left word. And then I was kind of like in, and you know, like this moment where I didn't have an A&R director, mm. um, and I didn't have a producer because Mark Hammond had signed a deal uh, with someone where he was only doing like this exclusive, I think, Disney music. And so, um, and then I went over to Brent Bourgeois' house, and I said, I have, I have like these twelve songs, you know, and they're really different from everything else I've done, and I'd really like to try it and that was the listen record you know which Mm. for me was a real change yeah which is a real change and so so and and uh two very different kinds of people Mm -hmm. uh you know brent's a californian you know john's a texan you Mm -hmm. know but they both i feel so grateful to them both because i think they really fed me artistically so much yeah that's amazing all right fast forward I know we're skipping a lot of history, mm-hmm. but... Let's skip. <laughs> uh, we'll skip. Um, I want to talk about bows and arrows okay. real quickly because that was my favorite album of the whole year. Yeah. It was oh, so dang. good. And uh, I just, every time I listen to it, even today, it it feels just so timeless. Mm. And um, it, it really just kind of speaks to the heart so um, I'd love just to hear 
you know your thoughts now that now that there's been a couple years two mm-hmm. two three years that have passed since that album as you reflect you know um what what comes to mind when you mm-hmm. think of bows and arrows well i mean i think I, I know i know that some people love to like do that like calendar year record you know and mm-hmm. and and um and i think one of the benefits of being an independent artist is that um you can decide when you know you want to do a new record and so for me I've I've always really felt like I wanted to have a real like I just wanted to have it burning inside me to do it um and then that's when I want to do a record um and so I hadn't done a record in several years um I think my hymn my hymns and spiritual Mm -hmm. record was the last record I'd done and um but you know it it was inspired by a moment um, in Canada when uh, we we uh, we used to live up there in the summer, and so there was a meadow by where it, there was a meadow on our property, and at sunset we would go for these walks in the meadow, and the girls, you know, Olivia was like twelve, and Savannah was nine, and I just remember that summer she had a growth spurt. And um, we were walking through the meadow, this like watching the sun go down. And she, she and Savannah were run, Olivia and Savannah were running up ahead of us. And she had this yellow dress on, and the shadow was hitting her just so that like I could see the shadow of her legs behind her. And it just, you know, they just looked. She just was so tall, you mm. know. She was suddenly so tall, and and I just, it's kind of like I had that moment where I knew. We were about to transition out of like she's my baby girl to mm-hmm. she's like she's becoming her oh you know she's she's beginning to be a woman mm-hmm. you know and that that was the big that moment and that that lyric you know long leg shadows up to her waist beautiful mm-hmm. as she runs away I can't really, I start to get <laughs> choked up but you know I think as a mom you know I wanted to write that song for her. Long like shadows up to her she can feel you know and 
and, I, and it took me a while, you know, and ironically enough, by the time Bows and Arrows came out, um, she was 17. Mm. And, um, and so I think that was the beginning of why I wanted to do that record. And then it was just really about, you know, where I was. I mean, it was, it was the starter for mm-hmm. me. And so, and you know, one other element is, and that was the first record I, pro- I produced, you know, and, and uh, of course could never have done it without uh, Kyle Buchanan. And he was just my partner in crime on that. But, you know, but, but it was the first time I really felt the confidence really uh, as a benefit to, uh, or just like really borrowing from all the great producers that I had worked with and that had taught me so much about that but but just to trust my instincts about about everything you mm. know and so that was a that was a cool thing for me and um and so but yeah I uh just full circle so you know Olivia that's Olivia mm-hmm. on the cover oh so you know she's you know in the field yeah. with the bow and arrow so that's like a handmade bow and arrow from a friend of ours but she was this is the weird thing how god just ties it all together for the benefit of my record look at that but um but olivia had joined the archery team two years after i started that writing that song because wow. i worked on the song for a long time because mm. i just babied it i was like i was not gonna let it out until it was just perfect and so when i i just had this like idea for the cover and um and she did not know she had no idea you know so when i had the final on the song and um and you know it's got all those beautiful strings that travis Patton arranged on there it's so amazing and so um it was like a warm you know spring Mm -hmm. day and i said olivia i want to go for a drive and uh and i don't want to leave savannah my other daughter behind but you know it was kind of about Mm because savannah was still my baby you know Mm -hmm. but we got in the car and I said, I want you to hear something. And I just turned it up loud and, you know, and she was listening. And then all of a sudden she just reached over with her hand. She said, is this about me? <laughs> and she started to cry and Aww. I was crying. And Aww. it was just the best mother daughter moment. And that's when she understood why she was on the cover Aww. because it's bows and arrows, yeah. you know? Wow. So anyway, so it's such a sweet story. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, so clearly you have something brewing in your belly again <laughs> in terms of wanting to wanting to write more music because um, we now have uh, this amazing EP, Autumn and Eve, out in the world, and um, and it's so fantastic. I love it, but. I, I really kind of want to get more your take and just kind of the passion mm-hmm. and the the thought that went into the making of this yeah. new album. Well, um, I think I've always loved the Old Testament. Mm. And um, I think, you know, a lot of people are all about the New Testament. And of course, me too, you know, yeah. but... But boy, there's like some rich stories in the mm. Old Testament and just, um, and so, and I've always just been so shocked by the, like, the amazing humanity in the Old Testament of people just screwing up royally 
and being used in such a powerful way, you know. So, and as a songwriter, I've, you know, I just am so intrigued by this. So I, I think I wanted to connect my own story of struggle in my life in the last couple of years and just things that I've gone through with the struggles in the Old Testament, but, but writing in a way that's like, I mean, you can't get away from it being spiritual because a, I'm a Christian, everything. It's like C.S. Lewis says, there's no Christian way to boil an egg. Like I am like deeply Christian and I mean, I'm just a Christ follower, but I wanted to write the songs in a way that anybody could hear Mm. it and kind of see, you know, so, you know, so the, the, um, West of Nod, which is, is about Adam and Eve and the like, and the regret. I just, I, I thought, man, you know, cause the chorus is like, remember when we had it good walking where the angels trod, you know, now all we talk about is moving on east of Eden and west of Nod. It's like, we blew it. Mm-hmm. We blew it. Like we had it good, you know, and like how we do that. I have mm-hmm. done that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you think back on, moments in your life when you just you just screwed everything up and you you can't take it back but yet there's mercy of the records are about you know where I feel like and I think we talked about this you know where it's like modern day heartache meets Old Testament struggle and then and so I have so I plan for this to be a series of three EPs and so there's one so like David which is the last song on the first EP volume one um, I wrote that 11 years ago mm. with a friend of mine and I've been waiting I've been waiting to put that song on a project because it's just, I've always thought David and just, I mean, it's just so beautiful. Like his story and tragedy, you know, like just, I don't know. I just have always been just totally uh, enamored by the story of David. And um, so anyway, I'm excited to, and I have some, I've already written a lot of the stuff for the next projects and but I'm still you know working on that and kind of feeling out you know yeah what else so yeah so um what is your hope as these songs are meeting ears Mm -hmm. what is your hope for the listener to kind of experience through this new batch of songs I guess I, I mean I've always felt like my my hope for the songs that I'm a part of for whatever I'm doing but I think especially for this project I just I just want it to lift people up and just you know just remind them that you know if you've just screwed up your life or you've done things you regret you know that we can look at the Old Testament and find mercy 
before grace there were, I mean you know what I mean it's like before Jesus even came there was even such mercy then and um, sometimes I, I think we find it quite difficult to embrace mercy mm. you know but it is it's it's there in such a rich way and so yeah I just want I just want people to feel God's mercy in their lives that's awesome thanks so much thanks. for your time thank you No doubt, in the world of well-crafted, faith-inspired music, Cindy Morgan is a national treasure. Ah, so good to connect with her, and I hope that you will find her new project, uh, Autumn and Eve. Um, it is just haunting and beautiful, mesmerizing, and just brilliantly written. Love this project. And um, if, if, if you are listening right away to this podcast, and that means it's still March 7th, the day that we release this, this is the last day for the pre-release. And if you go to her website, cindymorganmusic.com, you will find an opportunity to get a signed and numbered CD that has three bonus tracks on it that won't be available on Spotify or any other platform um, which is very cool. So, uh, but if it's after March 8th, um, you can find Autumn and Eve on all music platforms uh, and encourage you to stream it, download it, and enjoy it over and over again. It's so good. Uh, now, what do we have coming up in the second half? Uh, well, this 2019 is, believe it or not, the 10 year anniversary of the amazing album from Eric Peters called Chrome. Now, 2009 was the year that came out, and Eric openly admits that 2009 was one of the worst years of his life. He even wrote a song about it. Well, two good things did happen to Eric that year. 2009 was the year that Eric met me. Yes. And we forged what I hope to be a lifelong friendship. Also, he released the amazing album Chrome. So we're going to celebrate its 10th anniversary uh, with a walk down memory lane after this short break. UTR podcast is sponsored by the latest release from Rick Lee James. Help us love our Thunder by Rick Lee James was recorded at Old Bear Studios and features songs offering spiritual encouragement and heartfelt praise. It sounded like thunder. Thunder by Rick Lee James, available on all digital music platforms, including Spotify and iTunes, or on physical CD and vinyl at rickleejames.com. This UTR podcast is sponsored by the 2019 Storehouse Tour with the Gray Haven, with special guests on select locations, Chris Rinsmer and Jess Ray. Hear the Gray Havens perform songs from their latest album, She Waits and enjoy other fan favorites. The Storehouse Tour is making 33 stops, and one might be coming near you. See all the dates, locations, and ticket information at thegrayhavensmusic.com.
This UTR podcast is sponsored by the latest release from 13-time Dove Award winner, Cindy Morgan. Why is it so hard to touch the sky? Autumn and Eve by Cindy Morgan is about a merging of Old Testament struggles and modern heartache. East of Eve releases on all music platforms on March 8th, but now through March 7th, you can pre-order the physical CD and digital download and get three bonus tracks that won't be available on Spotify or any other site. Check out the Autumn and Eve pre-order now at cindymorganmusic.com. Welcome back to Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout. And I started UTR way back in November of 2008. Uh, It was an exciting new venture because there wasn't really a a great way to find uh, some more of the well-crafted music of faith out there. So that's what we set out to do. And here we are 10 and a half years later. Uh, Now, just a few months into doing that, I met Eric Peters for the very first time, and it quickly forged a deep friendship that has now grown over the last 10 years and hopefully will continue for many decades to come. Our first in-person meeting was having lunch together at the Pied Piper Eatery in East Nashville, which sadly went out of business about a year ago. Uh, Eric and I both grieve over that. Um, But uh, we also headed out to my rental car and did an interview on the spot. Now, it's starting to sound like I do all my interviews in automobiles. It's not the case, but it just so happens to be the truth today. Um, And I interviewed Eric about an album that had not yet come out yet. He was a couple of months away from releasing what I think is just a groundbreaking album called Chrome. So I thought, in honor of Chrome's 10th anniversary, let's go back to the beginning. Let's go to this very first interview I did with Eric right before the release of Chrome and see what he had to share about it. Uh, Here is... The Wayback Machine, my interview with Eric Peters from 2009. Uh, I asked Eric to tell me about this upcoming album. I think, I think I'm just trying to do what I feel like I'm, I'm good at. And it's, uh, it, it, it's, not, um, I, I, it's not necessarily you know, stuff that you're going to hear that's going to fit the radio format, the typical radio format. Uh, so it's, it's kind of has an eclecticism to it, which is just, I'm kind of a quirky person. And so it kind of fits my personality. Um, so it's more of, it's kind of, it's more like what scarce was than what miracle of forgetting was, um, that it's, um, there's just kind of elements that, uh, are just, uh, folk poppy, uh, maybe even folkier. And this, I think Chrome is the new album. Um, it, it is, uh, it's not, uh, it, it's, hmm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. It's, it's, 
a it's sort of a sad album um in, in a way um but i think i on this record I, in writing these songs i've no i've definitely noticed that i've had a hard time uh dealing with hope and and and, and not despairing uh in life um and I, I a lot of it is a reflection of um my view of my career and where it's gone uh, and what it is maybe right now um and so those those elements of hope and despair uh, are, are are an integral part or central part of what chrome is uh and what i've tried to do i i've uh, uh, the majority of these songs are third per, third person narratives in other words, my, uh, for example, one of the songs, the, t- the title is called Chrome, and it's based on a bike, a bicycle that I saw in Washington, D.C. Uh, that was abandoned and chained to its place and had been for years at, outside of a metro rail station. And I just kind of wondered, uh, you know, what happened to, A, what happened to the owner? Why didn't this owner come back for this bicycle that's now rusting and kind of useless and just kind of trying to put, as odd as it may be, just putting myself in, uh, trying to empathize with this bike and wondering um, uh, the questions that it ma- might have asked its owner. You know, why didn't you come back? Where did you go? Um, I want to be made new again. I want new chrome, in other words. I want to, I want a new life and uh, to, re- to be rebirthed. But then one day it happened. My rider never returned Chained to time's revolving I'm a history Never learned Cause I want chrome for my heart And chrome for my skin Chrome becomes a part of me Like God inside of men I want I've just a lot of these songs are are those kind of narratives uh, where I'm trying to put myself in someone else's or some object's shoes uh, and just to try and tell their story the way that I might have experienced or, or even just to uh, just to imagine what they might have thought, felt, and some of the questions they may ask. So uh, in some way, this album is much more cohesive than any of the records I've done before in that um, the central theme is story, uh, that we all have stories to tell, um, and whether they're pleasant or unpleasant stories. And we all have moments of faith, great, great, great moments of faith, and we have great moments of doubt in life. And, um, and that's just... Uh, and so for that reason, I'm really, really excited that, sorry, for the, I'm really excited that uh, there's uh, the, thematic substance to this record um, and that I think will, I, I hope will hold, hold true and I hope certainly will ring true to those who hear it. Ah, yes. Happy 10-year anniversary to a brilliant album, Chrome by Eric Peters. Love it. Highly recommend it. You'd probably bless Eric's socks off if you went out and purchased the album if you don't have it yet. 
Um, it's uh, not many albums that are 10 years old are, are being sold. So having a little uptick in sales, I'm sure would be uh, would just make his day. So uh, you can check it out at iTunes, available for download. You can also get digital downloads and I believe physical copies of the CD are still available at rabbitroom.com. Yes, I can report it is confirmed. I did push pause and went and checked, and rabbitroom.com does have physical CD copies of Chrome still available, and I think there's a limited supply left, so um, I would jump on that if, if you want a collector's item. Uh, I did also check, and for whatever reason, it's not on Spotify. Almost all of Eric Peter's other music is on Spotify, but for some reason, Chrome is missing. So I texted Eric, and he said that it's probably just a mistake. So uh, maybe in the coming days or weeks ahead, um, Chrome will pop up on Spotify if that's how you listen to music. Now, one of my favorite songs of 2009 was from that album. It's called Reality Came Crashing Down. And after the outro, here in just a minute, I'm going to play the full uh, song for you as we say goodbye. So um, stick around for that little cookie at the end of the show. A huge thank you to Cindy Morgan for being our featured interview guest today. You can find out more about her music, including her new EP, Autumn and Eve. It's at cindymorganmusic.com. And of course, Eric Peters. Yes, you can find Chrome and a bunch of other of his albums, as well as physical arts, uh, merchandise, and more at ericpeters.net. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. I'm Dave Trout. You've been listening to Green Room Door, a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported nonprofit ministry in Chicago, Illinois, and online at utrmedia.org.
Save the world. 